0: Hello and welcome to the Medical Humanities Podcast, the official podcast of BMJ's Medical Humanities Journal. We invite you to listen in and join the conversation, from academic discussions happening in our journal, to interviews with filmmakers and artists, and global perspectives on health and medicine from around the world. Stay up to date with public discussions that matter to medicine and to the humanities, because life happens at the intersections. Today on the podcast, we have a conversation between Dr Angela Woods and Medical Humanities Editor-in-Chief, Dr Brandy Scalacci. Angela Woods is Associate Professor of Medical Humanities in the Department of English Studies at Durham University and one of Medical Humanities Associate Editors. Here, she interviews Brandy Scalacci, marking Brandy's first anniversary as Medical Humanities Editor-in-Chief find out what changes have been made to the journal over the last year and what we can expect in the future. Brandy, here we are
1: in Oxford and you're taking a break from the Institute of Medical Ethics conference where you've been giving a keynote presentation. Um, it's a fabulous opportunity to talk to you in person about the year-long anniversary of your editor in chiefship of Medical Humanities. So I want to start by asking you where you are most excited about having brought the journal. What is it that in a year you're really pleased about having achieved so far in the role and for the journal?
2: Thank you so much, Angela. So I think for this first year, the most exciting thing is that we've really opened up the platform to be a place for really different disciplines to come together and have a conversation. And along the way, we've because we extended the amount of uh, the word count for the uh, the research pieces, we've had a lot more articles coming in, high caliber of research. And we've had additional um, special issues that have come in. Particularly, I'm excited because we've had a special issue come in from South Africa. And I would say that our push for opening up a global conversation is just uh, just at its very infancy, but also in a really exciting place and potentially going a a lot further in the future.
1: I don't want to be divisive in my next question, but is there an article or articles that, from your own perspective, um, have particularly captured your imagination or that you would particularly recommend to listeners to read right away?
2: I have to say, I'm really excited about the pain special issue called Pain and Paradox, which just released here in June, right before the IME conference. And it's very exciting because we have a lot of pieces dealing with women's pain, um, reproductive pain, but also the pain of women and particularly how voices can sometimes get silenced. And I thought that was extremely revealing. And in addition, we have several on palliative care.
1: Do you see special issues being something that the journal does more of and, and is keen to have proposals and contributions for?
2: Absolutely. I think special issues, while on one hand we can only have so many special issues in a given year, the proposals have a way of thematically enticing a readership that it might not normally have. And one of the things that's most exciting to me is that if you, say, have submitted this pain issue to us, now our readership suddenly realizes this is an area that we're interested in and excited about. So when we have the South African issue, suddenly people will realize that we have an interest in the global South, and we will see more articles coming in from that direction. One of the key changes, though, is we've had so much interest that um, it gets to the point where you're scheduling them too far out. And we are just this year going to be piloting something called Research Forum, which are uh, smaller chunks of thematic articles. So for instance, in issue one for that year, maybe three thematic articles about a given topic will appear. In the second issue, three more on that same topic appear and it creates a rolling conversation that people can send in commentaries and actually take part in that conversation from our readership.
1: Alongside developing the journal, you've also put a huge amount of of energy with the, the editorial team into revamping the blog and making the Medical Humanities blog a real space for conversation. Can you
2: tell us a little bit about that? It's been um, a labor of love, you might say, (laughs) because it had to to be redesigned. We really wanted the, uh, the blog and the journal to look of a piece, that they were really communicating the same things. Now we have articles in the journal are summarized, and the authors are invited to do audio clips that appear on the blog. And the blog is outside the paywall. So those audio clips are aimed at potentially a lay audience. Tell us, author, why did this subject mean something to you? At the same time, we are cultivating people who submit to the blog, particularly through the global health outreach, to see, hey, let's try out this idea on the blog. Let's get some commentary. Maybe you'll want to develop this idea and then submit it to the journal. So there is a a sort of way in which we're weaving these two pieces together to be supportive in new and interesting ways.
1: So a prospective author within this very wide interdisciplinary field of medical humanities is, is thinking about submitting an article, interested in the journal, but, but maybe a little unsure as to where to submit their piece. What would you say to our prospective author to kind of clinch their submission?
2: Well, I would say that we have such an interestingly wide readership. Um, instead of you just positioning your paper to someone in your field, you have the potential to attract multiple fields of interest and potentially because of the blog and the audio components, you might even be able to reach out to a more public audience and have uh, everyone from a community member to a clinician to other people in different disciplinary fields be interested in your work. And I think that's, that's something that isn't necessarily offered in other places.
1: I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, Looking ahead then, and this is year one of of a five-year appointment, but I know you have a a much larger vision for medical humanities. What should we look forward to in the future?
2: Well, this past year, I would say that the journal has three different components that we're really leaning on. One is opening up the platform to be a conversation uh, from different ideas. Rather than being prescriptive about what the medical humanities is and does, we're inviting our readers and our authors to help us shape that conversation. Two, we have this interest in global outreach, this desire to bring in unheard voices from underrepresented countries. And three, we have an interest in engaging the community and helping them see themselves as stakeholders in their own health. So this first year, we primarily uh, focused on the conversational aspects. And this coming year, we're hoping to do a big push for that global outreach. And then in the future, I guess, without losing any of the other two things, adding to that the public component and really focusing in on that. So in my opinion, we have the chance to really change the way medical humanities is viewed, but also using medical humanities as a way of seeing human health in new ways and opening up that conversation so it's not just one between doctors and patients, but is a conversation that matters to historians and anthropologists, social scientists, community members, social justice warriors, and more.
1: Brilliant, thank you.
2: That was Medical Humanities Editor-in-Chief, Randy Scalacci,
0: in conversation with Angela Woods. And as you can tell from that interview, we at Medical Humanities want to hear from you. Medical Humanities is a leading international journal that offers a platform not only for presenting but also for shaping the conversation around medicine as practice and philosophy, as it engages with humanities and arts, social sciences, health policy, medical education, patient experience, and the public at large. If you have ideas for a contribution, please take a look at the guidelines for authors on our website. And if you have an idea for a blog post or a podcast, then please do get in touch. Thank you for listening to the Medical Humanities Podcast. Stay in touch by reading the journal or our blog online. Just follow the links in the episode description. We're also on Twitter at medhums underscore BMJ or find us on Facebook.